What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, episode six of the Unmuted Podcast, where we hit the unmute button, unmuted conversations. Did you miss me? Actually, don't answer that. <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. I was out of commission last week, down for the count, but I'm so excited to be bringing you guys episode six, the third to last episode of Unmuted season one. Ooh, I wish I had like that that like celebratory audio track, but I don't. Season two, we will, but I don't right now. So this episode, episode six and episode seven, are going to be audio podcasts like the rest of the previous season one episodes, but episode eight is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be, drum roll, just kidding, a video podcast. So for those of you watching or listening on YouTube. You'll now have something to occupy your eyeballs. <laughs> and for my Spotify, Apple, Amazon podcast family, I'll also upload a visual component. So if you want to tune in and just listen, go for it. But I suggest you watch because the word on the street is I'm funny in person. I don't know. That's, that's just what the streets are saying. Don't shoot the messenger. I don't know. But anyway, in episode eight, the last episode of season one, I really wanted to talk about things that are relevant to y'all. It's particularly relevant anyway. So I'm going to be asking y'all to send in questions you want answered surrounding any topic I've talked about this entire season. And feel free to suggest a topic if there's something that I haven't talked about yet that you want me to talk about. I'll be posting both on the Unmuted YouTube and Instagram page asking y'all what you want to know or what you want me to talk about in the next week or so. So make sure to turn on your post notifications so you don't miss that post. Now, for today's episode, I want to talk about a question I think about a lot on and off again. And it's simple, really. It's, who am I? Simple, but not so simple. And it's a thought that I sit with often, especially as someone who's learning to not attach my self-worth to external characteristics or achievements. And it's an ongoing process, or at least it has been for me. So today, I want to share with you what I've done to start attributing my self-worth to intrinsic characteristics and how you can too. Let's hit the unmute button. That sounds like a roll the clip kind of thing, like roll the clip. (laughs) Who are you? When most people hear that question, they respond with a name. But the problem with that is your name is a a label. And there's no doubt that names hold a lot of meaning. And it's not lost to me either that a lot of those names hold a rich history as well. But my point is, if I were to give your name to somebody else, does that make them the same as you? No, it doesn't. Of course not. A label can't capture the entirety of who you are, of who I am, of who we are. And for a long time, I defined myself by the roles that I played in my life, by those labels. A few years ago, if you would have asked me who I was, I might have said I was an athlete or a student or a sister. And while all those things are parts of who I am or what I do, they can't possibly capture all of who and what I am. Now listen, if you're anything like me, then you know what it feels like to have your self-worth 
wrapped up like a pig in a blanket in your academic performance and, and maybe even your athletic performance. If you ace a test or have a good game, then you're on top of the world. But if one of those things goes south, it's, it's time to pack it up. <laughs> and that's okay. It's a, it's a normal human instinct to put things, ourselves, other people, in boxes. The problem with those boxes is that they don't leave much room. Room for error, room for growth, room for change, room to evolve, all of which are things that we do as people. And it wasn't until I prayed for discernment and sat with my thoughts that I realized instead of defining myself by labels, why not define myself by morals, by values I hold? Because those are the things that make me who I am. Those are the things that make you who you are, right? Anyone can have my name, anyone can have your name, but not anyone can have our unique experiences that formulate or that inform how we exist in the world. And that's the, that's the challenge right there. Who are you when you step outside of the shelter that is the boxes you or the people around you put you in? I know, I'm sorry, tough question, heavy hitter, my fault. But I have a simple, not easy, but simple exercise to help you start getting to the root of who you are. And hopefully, if I do my job right or explain it correctly, it'll help you articulate who you are when you strip away all the flesh and bone. And you're, and you're just left with a bare, naked soul. So give this exercise a try. I'm going to explain it, and I'm actually going to give you an example that I use in my own life, personal to me. So basically, what you're going to do is you're going to describe yourself using three things that aren't worldly or aren't tangible, right? These aren't things that you can necessarily point to. So it's not I have this job or I play this instrument or I have this many kids or I live in this place. These are things that are intrinsic to who you are and don't necessarily have a label. And make sure that you say your name at the beginning. So it's, I'm, for me, it'd be, I'm Casey and I dot, dot, dot. So I'm going to give you a couple examples that I came up with. And hopefully it helps you come up with your own. First one is, I'm Casey, and I love the beginning of a new month or a new season because it feels like a chance to reorient myself. Other one is, a little bit heavier maybe, I'm Casey and my primary love language is quality time because it's in those moments with my people that I can truly see the people that I love and it's in those moments where I feel the most seen by them as well now don't be afraid to shy away from the negative ones too and I don't even like that term negative but the things that could maybe do some work right there are probably some things you'd like to change about yourself and maybe they're deeply rooted maybe they're more superficial things but the important thing is to not mistake acknowledging a flaw for condemning yourself to having it forever, right? Like, you acknowledging it consciously is, is the first step in changing it for the better. Right? That, that self-awareness piece is really the point of this entire exercise. So for me, it'd be I'm Casey and I let negative occurrences in my life hold more weight than they need to, which distracts me from all the good around me. All of those three things are true, by the way. I'm working on that last one. But the point is, once 
you verbalize these things and realize that you are more than your possessions, you are more than the job you have, you are more than the relationship you're in, you realize that you're a lot more full and whole and beautifully complex than you think you are. Right? You are more than the worst parts of yourself. And I think it's so crucial that we remember that when we're in the weeds, when so many other external things are occupying our space and our time and maybe even taking away from our peace to remember that we are not the worst parts of ourselves. And by extension, other people are not the worst parts of themselves. I think it's important to remember that. On that note, I think I've talked your ear off long enough. But all jokes aside, I hope this was helpful. I hope that it gave you some clarity. And if you're someone struggling to see a way forward right now, then know that I'm speaking to you. And I hope this episode can be a lantern in a dark tunnel. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. It's good to be back, and I'll see you next Thursday. Until then, go hit the unmute button.